Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone. Um it's the Flax and Shanks podcast. Oh that's bank. a that's a bank holiday Monday blues. Hello. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well Yeah. I'm alright. You alright? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thing is in this in these days, mate, these days in the current climate, you're not allowed to bloody complain about anything, are you? Oh I can and I will. My four year old, um his the full day out the house is a Monday. And a Thursday for him. So he goes to school in the morning on Monday, then he goes to nursery on a Monday oh. after, afternoon. Out the house all day. And when it's a bank holiday, oh my days, boy. Yep. Three parks, five guys, didn't even eat the burger, just ate oh. chips and a milkshake. Oh. 20 quid in the arcades. Setting fire to cash, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of bank holidays. And if we just only three. There's only three <laughs> this month, though. <laughs> I know. Shall I make you feel better? Um, it might make you feel better. It might not. Go on then. You're having another baby. You've got twins. You've got triplets. Oh, no. Piss off. Um, we're not about babies. Uh, we are, actually. We uh, pay... I was, I've been telling people 80 quid. That's not true. I believe it's £76 a day for nursery. The only days that were available after a year of trying to find a nursery, a whole year... Were, was one nursery, which is a lovely nursery, Mondays and Thursdays, so we took them. Bank holidays, obviously the nursery is shut. Mm. We still get charged £76 a day on bank mm. holidays when it's shut. Oh, yeah. This can't be right, mate. It can't be right getting charged the best part of 80 quid a day I for nursery when good, it's shut. You want to go on Good Morning Britain? Get on there. Mate, have a chat with... Mate, it's, 200 and, it's 230 quid. This month, when she's for when she or whatever one of these next bank holidays are in the next few weeks, two hundred and thirty pounds, which is what four hundred quid of earnings, whatever it is, for the baby to be at home. I want to see you right with with a baby attached to your tummy, you know, like little holders. Yeah, sling. Yeah, with a little cloth on your shoulder, bottle in your hand, and I want to see you on all the outlets. Good morning, Britain. (laughs) 
Sick BBC everywhere. breakfast. Bobbing up and down as I talk. BBC Bobbing breakfast. Up and down. Moving around. Rocking her. <laughs> Winding. Burping her. Maybe Burping tra- her. Changing the nappy on the sofa. Just, yeah, just complaining. I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe that's where um, we go. Right? Should, should yeah. we open a nursery? Well, it's funny. So this is this is my thinking on it, right? They're all maxed out in Bath, where I live, for example. They're all maxed out. So Matt Banahan, um, his sister-in-law, I know, like everyone knows, everyone in Bath. And I wasn't trying to ring her to like get in there on the sly. I mean, I was, uh, but I rang her and said, "Look, I don't know what to do." And she's like, "Listen, mate, we have got nothing how long did for it take you. of like preamble chat before you got into it?" No, straight in. She's got a job. Okay. She's no nonsense. She's a legend. And she's like, no, no, there is nothing. We have no space for you. We've got a waiting list as long as your arm. I said, where would you recommend? And she's like, truly, I don't know. I don't know of any spaces in Bath at any nurseries. So I've since then met people that literally can't work because they can't get a place in nursery. So they've got jobs that they can't do that they're giving up because there's no nursery. So you think to yourself, I'll start a nursery, but how come these nurseries are shutting down? So then I think to myself, right, say you've got, I'm making this up, 100 kids in maybe a hundred's too many, 50 kids in a nursery and they're all paying 80 quid a day. Five times eight is 40. So that's four grand a day, right, during the week. I'm making these numbers up, but that's 20 grand a week. You would think someone's making loads of money at the top of this because why are the nurse, the nursery nurses, the carers, whatever you want, why are they all leaving? Because they are all leaving. There's loads of them leaving, right? So loads of these nurseries are at crisis point. So I'm obviously getting the numbers wrong. Say it's half that, it's 10 grand a week. And there's 25 kids at 80 quid a day. Five grand a week. You'd imagine 250 grand could run a nursery, but obviously it can't. So it's easy to say, well, pay the nursery nurses more and they won't leave. But there mustn't be the money there or somebody would just pay an extra few quid an hour and nobody would ever leave. It's also the and they job could charge well. what they wanted, mate. The job isn't yeah, they, for everyone either. No, they could... I tell you, if the nursery is in Bath, at some point it will be 100 quid a day. They will all be full. Mm. I've got a mate in London who's 120 pounds a day for his twins. Full. The nursery is full. Because they want to go to work, right? So it's like... Electricity and power must be a lot, mind. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, my point is it mustn't be as profitable as I'm ignorantly making it sound or everybody would be doing it. But Mm. it's like, it is... So I, I jokingly call it a racket, charging us hundreds of pounds for bank holidays when they're shut. But actually, that's the rules. And there must, I don't think, actually, genuinely don't think they're fleecing us. I think even the going rate isn't keeping people in those jobs. Yeah, so, so if anyone brutal. owns a nursery that's listened to this, just let us know. My mate's wife Treat owns us. two, but they're not in bar, so I can't tap him up. But... Mm. They seem to do really well. I remember him telling me a few years ago they're gold, absolute gold mines. Um, but I don't know. I mean, could you work in a nursery? No, God, no, no, mm. mate. I still call cool looking after my own kids, babysitting. I think I could. I think I could do. Um, I could do the food, <laughs> and I could do like I'd be a really good prefect for him. Sort of monitor him outside in the playground whilst scrolling yeah. through my phone. Yeah. Looking at golf videos, being looking at my own looking at my own swing and being sick because <laughs> it's hanging. It's just yeah. I mean, our daughter loves it there, and it's a lovely nursery. But even they're having meetings with parents and saying, "Look, we we're really struggling to stay open here." And it's like, 
but it's loads of us giving loads of money. So it must be so expensive to run it. Talking about golf, Laurie Cantor got a hole in one. What do you mean weekend. talking about golf? Well, I said scrolling through my phone looking at golf videos. Oh, sweet, yeah, yeah. And to say he got a hole in one. Yeah. Do they call it an ace? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't well, even mean know. it because one hand came off the club and he looked he looked annoyed and then it rolled in. So, fluked it. As well well done, Laurie. Mm. Um, we were, it was like... I might have been with you chatting about Laurie a few weeks ago saying, oh, he's at the big time now. He's in the live, he's playing the live golf tournament. And, um, so was it you and just said, oh, you, can, you can Google his earnings here. It's all public. Okay. Is that you? No. Yeah. Oh, look at that. All I'll say is, he's doing all right, our kid. <laughs> Better than us twats. <laughs> Mind you, he's not sitting at home in yesterday's gym gear, is he? No, he's not. No, he's and not. He's, he's probably bought four nurseries now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so good on him he's a nice man big Bath ah, he's alright bit of news down at Bath we'll talk about yeah, yeah you're right nice is pushing it isn't it mm. his wife's nice she's really nice and you sort of you meet them and think must be childhood sweethearts because she no I, you know she before he hit the big time at least I'm thinking she could do a lot better than him do you notice now on the live tour right they're able to wear shorts you're not allowed uh, to on the on the PGA or the European tour really or wear trousers yeah and there's a lot of poor calves out there. A lot of mm. boys that have skipped leg day. And yep. girls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, I, yeah, it's, I know it's a lot of, um, a lot of people, you'll see them as well. A lot of people that clearly work out a lot, but they only do half, only exercise half of their body when they go in there. I only exercise the muscles that are on show under a t-shirt. Now, there's one bloke who went to the gym I used to go to, real nice fella. He was the other way around. All he did was legs, 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 legs. His upper body was like a cyclist. And he had absolute quadzilla and calfzilla, loads of squats. Chris Hoy? Chris Hoy. He wasn't a cyclist either. So he's the only one I've ever seen who skipped up his day. Mm. Comes into his own though, doesn't he, when he goes away? Puts a pair of trunks yep. on. He wouldn't be wearing baggy shorts either, would he? Oh, couldn't find them. No. He'd be wearing, those, find him. Be wearing those little tight, sort of high cycling shorts, whatever you call them. I can imagine oh, you God, in a awful. pair of them. Awful. Do you know the we, ones I mean? Yeah, I know the ones yeah, you mean. Yeah. Europeans. I know the ones you mean. I I did actually, I was brushing my teeth a few days ago and I had a little little pair of pants and I sort of caught, caught myself from a proper angle and just thought, <laughs> well... I thought, I actually look all right. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I thought the opposite of that. I thought, I actually don't look all right. <laughs> That's actually not okay. Oh, my training's gone downhill, mate. Just out of time, being too tired. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Can we bother? You can tell morning? we're low energy, can't you? You can tell we're a bit... Bank yeah. holiday's got us, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to work out if I can go to the gym tomorrow, but I probably won't. I don't yeah. have to, but I want to. Just because... You're right, it's slipping away. It's when I sit down, go to the toilet, number two, and you sort of look down and you think, oh. Well, the gut on you. Can't see it anymore. Oh, mate, I, I've, I've been using a complicated mirror system for years. <laughs> I am. Um, is, oh, yeah. is that like, <laughs> like, like a little mirror dentist would use in the back here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I, made, I, I said this to a mate once, and he reminded me of... Um, 
don't know how inappropriate we can be on this pod, but not like the other pods, are we? But we went to a bad taste party and he went, oh God, it's going to offend somebody, but he went with a mirror on the end of a stick, a long stick that he, he ran the mirror along the floor mm. as if he was checking for bombs under cars, <laughs> right? Because he's Irish and it was, he's a very bright bloke and it was very, very inappropriate, but I'll be honest, it was funny in a private setting, but he just walked around upskirting all of, his mates' wives, and it was all, it was genuinely funny. Like, I don't think anyone was actually offended by it. But I mentioned it to him years ago, and he said, you need that bomb mirror, fella. <laughs> I said, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong, actually. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, I mean, I, I actually went... Prison, prison now. Thailand. Uh, yeah, I went, to, I went to the gym four times last week, oh. and I've been to the gym this morning, and I'm going tomorrow, and I'm going on Friday afternoon, so I'm going to try and do oh, four. Oh, I need a bit of what you got, mate. I need a bit of what you got. Mate, you want to get on the steroids like me? The growth. Get on the growth, mate. So that's why I can't put any fat on. So I just cannot put it on no matter how. I did watch a video once of these bodybuilder guys, like massive dudes with no body hair and tiny heads. And um, they were saying, yeah, once you're on the growth and you've been on it a while, you just can't get fat no matter what you eat. You cannot put on fat. And I thought, that appeals. Let me Google that. And it was 500 pounds a month. And if you've got cancer, it grows at 10 times the rate or something and your teeth get further apart. And I'm like, no, 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 mm. no, no, no. Don't do that. Nah, don't need so to. So I just stick on the toast instead. The toast oh, seems man. to work. Yeah. I had um, very hungry yesterday and I went to five guys and do you want to know my order? Yeah. I had two bacon cheeseburgers. Oh so they both God. got double patties in. Oh my God. I skipped the chips. Um, and I had a banana milkshake and I ate all my burgers and then because they uh, they come with so many chips you get like one large chip so I had like yeah. four kids with me I was like the Pied Piper I started eating chips so oh. quite disgusting oh mate but, yeah That's, it's just awful isn't it and I did a barbecue last night I Paulie came over and his wife and kids and um did that and it just it all came together, mate. It all came together nicely, but it's that's just high quality protein. You so you can eat as much of that as you like. Well, I had a couple of barbies at the weekend. I cooked. Um, I got the old Traeger out, yeah. give it a clean. It took me ages, and it smoked for yeah. a good fifteen minutes when I first yeah. lit it up again. I'm using about a year. I did ribs, three, two, one method. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well done. Very good. Very good. Very nice. Oh. Yes. And then that was on Saturday. Sunday, I did Gauchang chicken, which I saw like it was, it's a recipe online, like Bon Appetit. I think there's a website. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like a Korean paste over the chicken. You cook it with potatoes in a skillet with honey and other spices in there. It's really nice. But you slow cook the chicken so it sort of falls off the bone. So when I pulled the leg off, just the bone came out. That's oh. how suckling it was. Yeah. Um, That's good, mate. Mm. That's lovely. I, I, last night I did some herby chicken thighs. Oh, I did, um, flour. Yeah, it mm. gets better. It gets better. I did um, some uh, flat iron steak, which was went really well. Um, just some baked potatoes on the barbie, which are really easy. But I tell you what I did on Sunday, Tommy. I did a 10-hour um, smoked brisket. Right. Tell me how you did it, start to finish. Right. 
got the grill on nice and early, boys. There's what no grill? rushing around. What grill? Come on. Commando Joe. Yeah. But I use the slow roller, which you don't probably need, but the slow roller accessory, which means that it's indirect heat and it circulates the smoke quite nicely. Put some cherry wood on the charcoal. It, the temperature shot up a bit, so I just took my time, opened the closed the vents a bit, got the temperature down to about 140. Mm. And I literally, I'd put it, I got the brisket out and put just a rub on it, any old rub I could find. Uh, the, I just had some like five year out of date rub mm. that I put on it, which is fine because it's all it's all it's all good stuff. Put it on and literally whack it on the grill and leave it. And went about my day, watched a game of rugby on Sunday, the thingy game, the La Rochelle game, and then after that I thought, oh, I'll just I'll walk the dog, then I'll check on the brisket. At that point, I wrapped it in a load of foil, tipped half a bottle of beer in with the foil. And just put it back on at 140 and the big Joe was at 140 for 10 hours without moving. Unbelievable. On one load of charcoal. Wow. Unbelievable. In the end, I just stuck the probe in. I didn't even measure the temperature. I just stuck the probe in really soft, took it off, wrapped it in tea towels and left it overnight. And then well, Monday, want, why, eh? When you say probe, I just automatically assume an anal one. No, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. That's what I use because the brisket's near the back. Isn't it? Uh, so then on Monday... Um, the brisket's all done, it's lovely, and cut it into chunks, cubes, whatever, and then I get a big, you know, a big, like, Le Creuset thing, a big, what do you call it, a casserole pot on the mm. hob, just a load of onions, garlic, oil, nice stuff, put the brisket in, soften it all up, and then you start adding just loads of shit, like tins of tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, loads of different beans, cannellini beans, butter beans. Mint uh, sauce. Cider vinegar. Um, I've got a couple sauce. of secret. No, a couple of secret things. I'll Custard. tell you about in a minute. Uh, maple syrup. You can add um, milk. No. Beetroot. Um, there's a dog outside that's barking. I don't know. I never know why people don't make their dogs be quiet when they're just standing next Hummus? to them and they're barking. Nope. Oh. Um, loads of gear in there, and loads of nice stuff in there, and um, boil it up and do all sorts of nice gear, and then I. I, at the end, quite near the end, with about an hour to go, I just put a little um, shot of espresso coffee in there and some dark chocolate and let that melt in. And that's about, leave it leave it bubbling away for three or four hours. And then we you've got campfire beans then. And it is just, mate, they are, I had it for lunch today as well, just unbelievably tasty. It is so tasty. Smoked brisket beans. And the best thing is beans. it's really oh. quick to make as well. Yeah, it takes two days. <laughs> but I even went with a small brisket, and there's about eight metric tons of it, so I'm you can have, it every day now. You can have Heinz beans with zero sugar in a minute. Same thing with some wool mm. sausages. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's so good. It's Marcus Borden's recipe, Country Wood Smoke. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I would recommend it to anybody. I love the stuff um, he does. Oh, brilliant, man. Mm. One of my favourite things Field and Flower are doing at the moment are uh, the little... Um, pork patties like mini burgers oh yeah do you know what you could do a really good um, sausage and egg McMuffin sort of your yeah. take on it so yeah you could you go like a little circular um, you know what, what you make cakes out of or little biscuits cutter yeah and you yeah. crack your egg into there so it makes it like a little yeah circle egg and fry that something in that put the top on it as well so it heats all the way yeah. put the top in the pan so it heats all the way through and then a little bit of melted cheese on your pate. Oh, in yeah. a muffin. Oh, mm. it's quite off-putting the noises you make. 
I'm not thinking about the food. But I've got I've got a couple of barbecues this week. I'm working um, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm actually got a barbecue Friday night. Um, just a mate coming over. You can come if you want. And uh, another one on Saturday night. Can't mate. I'm, I'm busy. When right. when where was it? When did you say? <laughs> What's the date? I know. I'm um, going to um, going to Glasgow on Friday, so I'm going to be around uh, Saturday. So Saturday morning. So or I might be going Friday. Actually, I'm not sure. Can't remember. Mem- I remember last week mm. I had to change rooms because you could hear the chippies in the garden cutting wood. Yep. Well, was that last week or the week before? Don't know. Week one before. Of, one of them, yeah. Anyway, still here. Why in your Twats. garden? Yeah. What are they doing? No, they're good blokes, mate. They did a couple of days' work. And then I spoke to Steve. He's a top bloke. And he goes, well, he ain't here tomorrow. I said, where are you going? Benadorm. For me, stag. I said, mate, you're about 70 years old. Why well, I got have a stag, haven't I? So there's about 300 of them went to Benadorm. How long are you going for? Week. Oh, my God. Went for a week. So he came back and couldn't come in the day after he came back because he was dead. Mm. And then it's bank holiday. So this shed has taken... It's not even a very big shed. It's taken quite a long time to build this shed. Gives me hope. Because the lads have been in Benidorm. (laughs) Gives me hope that one day we might have a trip to Benidorm for your stag. Oh, God. Or somewhere. Somewhere. One of the the other chippies out there. I said, how was Benidorm? He goes, wow, it's a shit hole, isn't it? It was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Euro a pint. It's a euro a pint. Costs a euro for a pint of lager. Well, it's a shit hole, isn't it? It's horrible. Perfect. I don't think I've ever been to Benidorm. <laughs> no. Horrible. I'm sure, I'm sure there was someone called Sticky Vicky there. Like some sort of show. Woman. Oh, some really? Sort of show. Yeah, apparently so. Um, yeah, Pauly needs to get off his backside and organise a stag, actually, doesn't he? Um, oh, you won't, mate. He's too busy. I'll tell you what I did last week, which is a rugby chat, but it's not actually rugby chat. I did something... Um, just giving back to the grassroots. I actually went to, I'm not giving back at all. I bought one pint of cider. I went to what? No, it was free as well. I went to the wreck to watch the local combination cup final, the Vars final between um, the mighty Oldfield and the mighty Walcott, two local rugby clubs down in Bath. Who made you go there? For what reason? You had to meet oh, someone? Or I had no choice. I had no yeah. choice. Um, Donated in a raffle? Yeah, exactly. I just had to go and sit with the family. Um, they thought I was Gareth Chilcott. <laughs> uh, no, um, my mate is the coach of Oldfield, or was, he's retiring now. And um, it was Freddie Burns' old club, and then my daughter's former form tutor at school was playing fullback for Walcott. And so I had, I had guys in both camps. It was, do you know what? I know that when you're people like us in our lines of work and with our former careers, you have to say lovely stuff about grassroots rugby. You, you, I couldn't just say, if I said the standard was just so crap, it was painful. It, you'd just get hammered for it, even if it was true. But it was like 38-29 or something, and it was genuinely, it's the only game I've ever watched Oldfield play. It's genuinely a wicked game. Mm. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. A couple of pints in the stand, you know, really, really nice yeah. evening. And then walked home, because there, there was a couple of thousand people there. It was, it was a class game, it really was. Would you go again? No. I would, yeah. No, oh, I would, no, God, no. No, 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 God, no, no. Depends what the fee is. Um, no, I would go again. Um, but you know what it's like, mate. You know, I get asked probably a couple of times a year, how often do you go back to your junior club? And it's like, well, you get a day off work. How often do you go into work? It's a bit like if I get a Saturday off when my oh, local yeah. club's playing, my, not my local, my junior club, they're three hours away. If I get a Saturday off and I drive to Kent to watch a game of rugby and drive back again, how do I explain that to my family who don't see me at weekends? Mm. It's like, I'm afraid 
you do in our line of work, I'm afraid you sacrifice that. It just doesn't work. I had a weekend off this weekend. There was one game, one Welsh game on, which was Scarlet's Glasgow. Uh, wasn't needed for that. But managed to power jet my patio. Nice. And I was going to put up some lights, mow the lawn and other things, put up a couple of shelves, but my four-year-old was being a right shit. Yeah. So I had to take him out to the park. Oh. Um, just can't do DIY with young kids, mate. Nope. He just wanted to, he was using a nope. power hose. He wrecked all my grass. When I wasn't looking, he started spraying on the grass. Dickhead. Yeah. Spread on my hand. Dickhead. That hurts. Have you ever been power washed on the hand? No. Mm, don't. My daughter power washed my other daughter on the leg once. Yeah, it's quite sore. She was like two. That was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like Good bad. way of staining your teeth, mind. Or getting the skin off your feet, I reckon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Could do your ass at the same time, couldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's one of those days, mate. I know, mate. We were our heads are gone. I'm gonna go go on WhatsApp after this. I'm just gonna be a bully to the weakest in the groups. I'm I'm gonna be horrific. Uh, I'm going to go yeah. bully Crazy Carl on a WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be horrible to my family after this. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't oh, wait. Where were you um, at the weekend? My, my, da- my daughter's done her MCL. Peanut's done her MCL. Oh, no. How? It's quite a funny story, actually. Mm. She was on the sports pitch, whatever, at school, and she did, um, it was like sports afternoon, sports morning sort of thing, and uh, she did a pretend karate kick. Yeah, to her mate in front of everyone. Uh, the leg that stayed on the floor, her planted foot gave way, did her MCL, and then got wheeled in a wheelchair across two pitches while everyone applauded. <laughs> she was like, can you imagine anything more mortifying for a kid? I was like... She oh, like the Everton captain. He got stretched off at the weekend and he was like jeering up the crowd and the players. Was he? <laughs> I like didn't see bro- that. He'd like broken his leg. <laughs> he was like... Oh, God. Uh, well, your, mind, your mind does funny things, doesn't it? Um, yeah. In those situations, but she's torn her MCL. Oh, so she's actually in quite a lot of pain. I bet. Um, however, it doesn't excuse the fact that I went upstairs to give her some extra pillows in bed this morning and found they're not allowed phones or iPads in their rooms because you never see them again. And um, found an iPad under a pillow. So she's coming out of school today on crutches, not to a bollocking, just to let her know that I'm afraid... You've what are you going to do? Another crime. You're going to get in the car and say, see you back in the house, love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to boot one of her crutches away and walk. Um, so that's a pain in the ass. I've got to carry her bags and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. She'll be all right, fella. So dad's a four, mate. Yeah, she'll be all right, fella. Shopping and kids. Uh, coats. So that's all I do when I go out is carry coats. So I found a couple of coats the other day that um, I bought for the kids two winters ago that they have, when I say never worn, never worn. Well, they're not a fan of Montclair. I left, no, they don't like Gucci. It's <laughs> weird. So I took the tags off because I, th- I wish I hadn't now. So now I'm like, they've got, they've got clothes all over this house that they've never worn. And I think, who are these people? Mm. I'm wearing the same gym shorts and T-shirt that I've worn. I've got a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old T-shirt on. Yeah, well, that's what COVID taught us, mate, is that you actually only have to shower maybe Twice a week, you can wear the same yeah. clothes three days on a bounce. Yeah, got a sort of mate this morning who, um, he's what would he be, 44 now, 45. 
reckons he does five poos a year at home max. He reckons he's gone whole years of his life without doing any at home. I think I've pooed in three different countries before. In one day? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't poo at home, that's what I'm saying. Mm. He hates pooing in his own house. For what reason? Because he's terrified that anyone will smell it. He's married with kids. Mm. He also has a vision of particles being all over his walls and going all over the furniture and the floors. So he feels like he's surrounded by his own poo particles. So he'd rather go into a service station toilet and do it. He drives. He says the only poos he's had at home are emergencies, diarrheas. But he goes... So I've, I've made a suggestion for him, which he might do. He, His day, when we leave the house, it's based around entertainment, activities, jobs, food. He bases departing the house every day on pooing. Every day of his life, mate. You know when you have something really nice to eat and sometimes you just want to eat it on your own so you can be a pig and yeah. you've got no one watching you? Yeah. Surely that's the same with pooing, where you can just relax and be yourself and make the noises you need to yeah. don't you know you don't have to have little contractions to get little bits out of, you know oh god <laughs> don't mate skip that bit <laughs> Do you, know what I mean? you don't have to re- you know if you're if you're if you're like in public toilets surely like you there's a bit more pressure on you not to just empty yourself wash mm. you can at home because you can run the tap or whatever Put shower on. Don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, slightly slightly middle class story. Um, Sainsbury's isn't Sainsbury's isn't middle class, is it? No, not like Waitrose. No one shops in Waitrose anyway. It's a you get ripped off. Get ripped off. Um, I was in Sainsbury's a few years ago, and I um, was had an an emergency uh, pit stop at Sainsbury in Sainsbury's Lewes, and. It was emergency status, and the only available toilet was disabled. So I thought, I've got disabled, brother. Nobody had mind. I went in, and I am 10 seconds in, but I'm past the point of no return. Yeah. And there's a tug, tug, tug on the door. So I'm now thinking somebody genuinely disabled is outside that door. I'm able-bodied, and I'm in here nicking their spot. This is awful. I need to be quick. So this is where it gets middle class. Um as you know, I've got a lot of very inflexible shoulders due to surgery um, and um, very high level weightlifting. And I've got arms like a crocodile, very short. So my technique is always down through the middle, right? So I can't go around the back like you do. I can't, my, my arms don't reach, yeah. never have. Yeah. So I rushed it and I knocked the, um, I forget what it's called. So, what, so when you go down the front, you, you wipe then back to front, do you? Yeah, you're going to do that thing where you say, oh, so you put poo on your balls. That's like me saying, oh, so you rub poo up your back. No, you wouldn't put poo on your balls. It'd be your balls dangling in the water, which would be the worst thing that could happen to you. Not everyone's got balls like a slate layer's nail bag mm. like you. Not everyone's got spaniel's ears for balls, Tommy. <laughs> I used to worry about you, didn't I, sitting on them when you sat down. <laughs> <laughs> I used to worry about you. So you need some tighter pants on, fella. Keep the boys up top. <laughs> Ah, oh, go on. Anyway, sitting on the edge of your seat, ticking on the carpet. Um, I uh, oh God, I wish I had a cocked match. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you might do it. Just looks more in comparison. <laughs> joking, everybody. My name's not Nicky Robinson. Um, <laughs> don't. Don't. Um, I wouldn't know. So joking, obviously. All right. So I, I forget. I forget what it's called now. But the bit on a diver's watch that you can spin round on the. You know, you can spin it round on the outside of your watch watch face yeah james bond uses that when he's tied yeah up you know i never use it but i got it I, I basically rushed so much that i knocked the spinner off my rolex um and accidentally flushed it down the toilet so oh. that rushed poo in the disabled there was no one else no one out there when i went outside so it was another chancer like me yeah and i walked outside but it did cost me 300 quid that poo because i was in a rush to try and help the disabled that's what i mean like if you're pooing in a restaurant or or a bar and you walk in there and it's quiet and you think, great, no one's here. When someone walks in, do you stop and wait for them to go out before you start contractions again? <laughs> I don't think they're called contractions. <laughs> um, no, I, I couldn't give a fuck. I, excuse my language. I couldn't care less, mate. Really? No. I'm a wild man. You know that. Okay. You know what I'm like, mate. I'm ruthless when I get in there. Okay. I used to... Was it you that used to do it? It might have been you. Start, it got me a few times starting conversations with me when I'm in a cubicle and you're in the toilet and you'd start conversations and quietly walk <laughs> out. <laughs> you got me a few times that. I'm talking to my... I walk out still talking and there's no one there. Still do it. Uh, it's very good. Oh, I remember last year, um, went to La Manga to play golf. Um, we had to fly... Uh, back from Alicante and you know what you like after a three day bender like your, your guts are all over the shop <laughs> <laughs> had a subway and I just I needed to go to the toilet I had a coffee and needed to go to the toilet and there was a bit of a queue for the men's toilet it was a busy busy time at the airport and I walked in there and honestly it was a noticeable noticeable change in temperature it just went up massively it's, it was really hot in the toilet because of all the blokes desperate to use the toilet and i just thought i just can't do it the smell was absolutely horrific and i had to hold it in until i got home i just i couldn't face it it was no yeah it was like a poo abattoir Oh, it, like it just—it really put me off. I still shudder thinking about it today. The smell, the heat. <laughs> um, I could hear yeah. them all go. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bit different from me, though. I've got, I've got sort of a healthy, fibrous diet, but um, uh, well, yeah, anyway, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm we, not sensitive about all this? that. I'm not, eh? Should we move off this topic soon? <laughs> yeah, we probably should actually. But I've. I've I've made my kids rather too comfortable with that as well, so like I can just be in the shower or brushing my teeth, mm. and they'll walk in, and it's like, oh, you're not allowed in here when we're having a bath, daddy. And my 11 year old, he doesn't give a toss. She's like, it's inappropriate, but basically, she just wants to be in the bath for longer and me and f stop me getting her out to actually go to bed. I don't think it's inappropriate, but she's she's not bothered at all. They will walk in and do whatever they want while I'm in there, and I sort of think there are other toilets in this house we're lucky enough to have more than one mm. um got 12 and i've got three actually how many have we got two three i don't know um and uh i've made everyone rather too comfortable with it so it's my own fault but 
with these new with a new round of babies I'm having, I'm going to make them very embarrassed about going to the toilet, so I never have to deal with it. No, it's just embarrassing. Just like my own privacy. Yeah, I get notes pushed under the door for my four-year-old. He's on his front <laughs> and he's trying to speak to the bottom of the gap, saying, "How long are you going to be? <laughs> Piss off! That's how long I'm going to be. Go away." Go and play in the road or something. And then next minute, like a little toy car will come through the bottom of the door. I'm like, oh, God. Peace and quiet. Mm. Piss and no quiet. No such thing, mate. Peace mm. and quiet, yeah. Anyway, move, can we move on now? From do, we, do we talk about... I've got, got to talk about a couple of things. Well, hang on. I went to the... Loo- we're on, while we're on the subject, I don't know. I didn't know if I was going to do this or not. Do it. Chippies are in. Good blokes. They use the bog by the back door, right? Mm-hmm. So I walked out as a joke and I said, lads, I'm going in, all right, I'm going in, uh, give me five minutes, all right, I'll be out in five minutes to help you out, do the labouring, which I don't do. All right, Davian, big laugh. So I go in, forget to shut the door properly and one of them walks in 10 minutes later, of course, you're still there. I said, yeah, come on in, you know, a bit embarrassing for him mainly. Don't block it, don't block it. And his mate laughs, Joe laughs, big laugh, block it, mate, all that barbecue meat, <laughs> you know, anyway. Uh, just before this pod, I finished with the coat hanger in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. Not a joke. Worst bit was, I got I hate wire coat hangers so much that I got rid of all of them. All of them. Yeah. About a year ago and replaced them with cheap like wooden ones off Amazon. I hate the wire ones. They leave marks on my shirts. Yeah. So I'm like, right, all wood. As I didn't have one. And for, fortunately, Tommy, a mate has stayed over at some point and left one mm. in a room. So I went to war with it. So just before this pod, I wash my hands like a surgeon pre-op. Yeah. Afterwards. Like you'd just been marinating a raw chicken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but anodyne all up to my armpits, all over my eyeballs. It was, Jesus, mate. Anyway, what you got to talk about? This has been, this is a, we are talking about poo a lot on this pod. Go on then, what you got to talk about? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What have I watched? The Diplomat, finished The Diplomat. Yeah, how was it? Quite enjoyed it. Um, it was, I really wanted to text Matthew Reese because, you know, he came on the podcast in during COVID, didn't he? Actor Matthew Reese. Yeah. In the Americans. He's married to Kerry Russell. And I wanted to text him to say, really enjoyed the ending of your wife's series. But then I felt bad that I'm texting him about his wife that watching a series and I haven't been watching Perry Mason or anything yeah. that he's been in. So I couldn't, um, but very good ending. Very good ending. Enjoyed it. It's sort of a bit, bit up and down during it. Sort of some episodes a bit better than others, but on the whole, I thought it was really well crafted. I okay. liked it. Um, I'm, what am I? Episode five into succession. Talk to me. I I enjoy it. Really good. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could. I don't think they could ever match the first series, which is just epic. Oh, but epic. I still love watching it, and it's, it's still really clever. The use of language, the quirkiness, the characters are all amazing. It they're all they're all perfectly cast. Yeah. Um. And that is it, really. Um, okay. Have you? What have you watched? Well, blue lights we've done. I think. I think oh, I, I got that on this pod already. Recorded it. Someone thanked us. Really good. Online. Yes, right. Really right, good. Thank you. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, we started beef. Watched a little bit of beef, um, but we we've paused that and gone to guilt series three of guilt mm. um, on iPlayer, which we do like actually. Um, which we do like, and had a movie to watch the other night. This is, I've mentioned this before, a, a marital gripe that I've got. So it's bank holiday, well, it's Sunday night, and Freya's like, right, tonight we've got to watch a movie, actually. I was like, you haven't got to, you haven't got to convince me to watch a movie. I'll go back to back if you, I'll watch movies till three in the morning because I'm a bloke, okay? And I'll just ruin the next day for myself. You haven't got to convince me, so watch a movie. Right, I've got to watch this movie. It's won seven Oscars or something. It's included on Prime because she hates spending three pounds on a film. Um, it's included on Prime. Great. Sit down to watch it. It's half seven. We've had dinner. Baby's in bed. Brilliant. Sit down to watch it. Oh, no. It's two hours long. It's over two hours long. So, yeah, it's a film. I'm not watching that. Let's watch half of it. Nope. Refuse to watch half of it. I'm not watching half a film. So we will never watch that film now. We can't watch anything that takes her past... 20 past, half past nine at night, which can't do it. Mm. Which limits us to one episode of anything ever, never yeah. get two episodes in of anything and never watch movies because she can't do it. And this is not just because she's got a baby. We've got a baby. It's not just because she's a mum. She was like this anyway. All right, pre-babies. That's why married her. No stamina, no stamina. <sighs> just, <laughs> but during the day, like an energizer bunny, mate, flat out the whole day bouncing around doesn't sit down so it's like 
Ooh. That is useful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, there's a new Guy Ritchie movie out, apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know what platform, but one of the boys was saying it's out. So I'm going to try is and find good? that. Do don't we know, know if it's good? Don't know yet. Don't know. Um, I still haven't watched. I still haven't watched Succession. I still haven't watched the last series of Afterlife, which is old now. Yeah, but I did love that show. I must yeah, watch that. That's good. Bit of rugby but again. No, I'm not no. allowed to watch anything without Freya. We can only watch things forty minutes at a time. Um, Under the thumb, that's called, mate. I know. So rugby, the bet, the best game of the week. The best game of the week was Oldfield Walcott that I watched on Wednesday. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, um, and then we did the. Uh, I did the. Um, what do you call it? Leinster to lose. Yes. Thought it was going to be closer than what it was. Yes. The yellow cards, obviously, yeah. hampered to lose. I mean, they started off really well. I thought, oh, here we go. But then go. the juggernaut, that is Leinster Rugby, just got into gear. And, oh, mate, just, wa- like, just watch Jameson Gibson Park because yeah. he has more of an effect than anybody. Even, I think, Johnny Sexton, even when Johnny's playing, I think. Because scrum halves probably dictate a little bit more than number 10s really as to where you play what you do pass run kick you know they've got the ability to slow the ball down you know if if a 10 wants slow ball you often will have to tell the nine you know slow it down whilst nines can just do it and they just pick where to play whether it's left right whether it's back down the blind side the whole time he's just the best at it just scanning constantly left right left right they're just looking for weaknesses all the time they're looking for mismatches and I think it was Conan Conan's try mm. um, was it Conan Did Jack Conan scored two yeah yeah um, down left hand side where they're just playing left and right and then eventually he sees there's a mismatch and yep. they go back down too the blind well. yeah see you later yep. Conan dummies it and then goes over but it's just it's so good to watch. Like, so good. Him and, and Dupont are both amazing at it. Yeah. But it's such a shame Dupont moving to 10. Yeah. That, that, not that it ruined the game, but it ruined the game a bit. Because one, one of the scrum halves you would put above Jamison Gibson Park would be Antoine Dupont. You'd say yeah. he's, he's better. And Gibson Park's just in best form I've ever seen him in at the moment. Just fantastic. But Dupont is a level or two above that when he's at, his, when he's at the moment. And... Seeing him go to ten, it's very French. I know that, but it, the scrum half um, Grau, I think his name was pronounced. He came on off the bench and he had a bit of a stinker. Really, <laughs> you know, wasn't anywhere near the level of Dupont, and it's it was a, a great shame that. But also, I, one little thing I noticed about Leinster, I think I said it on telly, I can't remember, but Jack Conan in that form, you absolutely can't argue with him starting that starting because he's just he was so good. His carrying was so good. Um, Aldrich, I thought, was even better on Sunday, but Conan was so good. But you don't see Caelan Doris. You really don't see much of him at all at six. And when he's at eight, he was he was one of the top eights in the world for a period, I thought. And with Ireland, he was just playing such good rugby in that Six Nations. And then he go, moves to six, and we yep. you hardly mention his name now over the course of a game. Yep. So they've got embarrassment of riches, but I'm not sure it quite works with him at six. But... It's he a still job, does isn't a lot it? of good stuff. It is a big difference, you know, in playing eight and six and seven, mm. obviously. Yeah. Um, and they're all, like, all three are amazing carriers as well, but you can't always carry. You can't have your whole back row out there. You've got to, yeah. A lot of people have got to be able to... You need some sort of ruck hitter in that. <laughs> and yeah. 
it's, you have to change your role, don't you, really? Yeah. And eight's not going to hit rucks. Eight's going to carry. That's your primary carrier. Yeah. So six then has to change a little bit and, and it has to be maybe second to the breakdown, first to the breakdown, clear out. When? Mm. But I watched, I watched Leinster and thought, no one's beaten them. Nah. Like, they're too good. And then I reminded myself that I thought I thought that and said it last year. Mm. So let's wait till Sunday. Well, I Exeter thought they'd go this season unbeaten, yeah. but they lost the Bulls quite heavily last week, um, which was a second or third team. But yeah. this is it's going to be an epic final. But it, it is in Ireland. Yeah. And the other the other interesting thing is difference. that they were saying um, who was it after the game? I think it was Dan Sheehan did an interview and he said we've been prepare it and they lost to the Bulls but they picked the second team so yep. that's why I mean they still lost heavily but that's why that but second team wins all the this time is the, this is the the sort of the URC the, the Irish thing isn't it and this advantage they have and it's it, it doesn't it's not the reason they're a great team but it's one of the reasons that doesn't hurt and you've got so now they Dan Sheehan said something interesting he said we've prepared to go five weeks on the bounce or four or five weeks on the bounce whatever it is they've now got a run of big games where the big dogs are just going to have to back up yep. and Ronan O'Gara after the La Rochelle game said something said what a lot of us were all thinking which was we've always got all of our months are like this every week is like this like we can't think about we can't think about the Heineken Cup final in four or five weeks because we've got to play Toulon we've got to play Cass we've got to play you know and we've got to do that so it's kind of like it's the it's the age old conversation. It's nobody's fault, but it's the sort of thing that does annoy Irish people when they hear it. But the facts are that, you know, players from France and England are slogging it out every week. They don't have a couple of weeks off here or there. They unless they're injured, they just don't have it. So, you know, they I know the the Premiership rugby and the RFU would love to change the structure, and I think they will. But you've got. England, England will play in a Grand Slam decider or France will play in a Grand Slam decider, whatever it is. And the next week, they'll be backing up doing 80 minutes in the league, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the Some Irish teams, lads just aren't doing that. No, they don't need to. They've got such a big squad that they can compete in both competitions with a rotated squad. But yeah, you're right. I found it interesting listening to Ronald Gara after the game because it, it was like he, fa- he found it difficult to, to switch off and, and mm. chat openly about the game because... It was like he yeah. he was still involved and he was, he, he couldn't flit, uh, I don't know, switch his mind um, yeah. out of sort of coach mode and into uh, analytical mode, whatever, whichever way you want to put it. Like he struggled a little bit and it sort of took big lull to just try and coax a few answers out of him because I I've seen that before, you know, where where coaches mm. sort of struggle for words because they're still caught up in the game and they're still watching it as a coach yeah because his job then after is to try and to try and color the game for us and to try and make us understand but yeah i always think as well like you i expect well i've seen you do it you will do this naturally but when the winning dor comes over or when a dor comes over it's not about let's all be best mates because if you've got to ask ronan o'gara what do you think about that bit of foul play that cost your team the game you're not hugging him when he walks over. You have to ask those questions. You have to be honest about that stuff. But when the winning DOR comes over, it it's quite important to put them at ease because quite often these guys are coaches who do one or two interviews a week. They're not TV, they're not broadcasters. There's a big difference, yeah. as you know. And so it's almost like, because he just, 
they're in the middle of a chat and he just wanders in and arrives. Mm. The guys there have no chance off air to make him comfortable for 30 seconds. It makes, and it's not, it's not contrived and it's not like, right, this is a thing we do to make people love us. It's just like, actually, I remember doing um, uh, a Scotland game before the last World Cup uh, for BT and I interviewed Vern Cotter and a, two people said to me pre-match, oh God, you know, Stern Vern, good luck. He's, you know, he's, he's not hard work, but he's quite, he's quite um, staunch. He's you're quite an earnest guy. He's a serious guy. He doesn't suffer fools gladly. And I thought, well, I'm sure he's all right. He arrived and they actually, I thought they said, I said, are you in a rush, mate? He goes, no, we're all good. We're all good. And they'd said to me, it wasn't live. They said, you can start whenever you want, Flats. And I just said, mate, 20 seconds. Uh, nearly ready to go. How's it going, mate? And he was like, hey, good. Yeah, yeah. And he said something like, you know, he said something like, um, you still playing? And I said, no, mate, no. I said, you tried to sign me at Claremont, but I turned you down. He said, is that true? And I was something like, no, it's not true, but... I could have made I could have made you believe it or something like that. You'd have bought that if I kept it going. And he was good fun. And then we had this, all right, ready to start with you. I had a little laugh and then started. Mm. And it was really fun and a completely different interview from the one everyone said. Because I wasn't, it's pre-match. I'm not there to grill him on anything. It's just a bit of chat. But it's like Ronan O'Gara just arrived and walked straight into the chat. So they had no time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. To do I'll, that. I'll always say something inappropriate. Just yeah, to... exactly. It, but, it, but it helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Just lighten the, lighten the mood a little bit. Even when you've got to interview players sort of before a game. Yeah. Have a little chat with them. Like quite often so, oh, on well, the highlights. rugby's going well, isn't it? And yeah, life's like, good day, boys. Yeah. But like we we said, um, you know, we do the post-match interviews with a player on the highlight show and we did it with Marcus Smith once, did it with Mark Durden-Smith and we said, when we say thanks, Marcus, you can leave. And he didn't leave. Like, cheers, mate. He's like, cheers, and just stayed there. And I was like, no, you can go now. And it was a big, well, actually, I said, yeah, go now. And it was quite funny. And then ever since then, I've, we've said to a lot of the players, when we say go, don't do a Marcus Smith. And they're like, yeah, we've seen it, mate. It was terrible. <laughs> so Marcus Smith, now when he walks over, he's like, tell me when I can go, please. So he kind of, you can, but you can just, it makes it a lot more relaxed. Yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. They feel it a little bit more. Um, the Welsh um, World Cup squad, First draft has been announced. Henry Thomas. Yeah, I know. He's good, mate. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because you've got Henry Thomas, who doesn't play in Wales, has played for England, that is allowed into the Welsh squad, and you've got a guy who played all age groups, all the way up through Wales, has now left for Exeter, and isn't eligible in Joe Hawkins. It's just, yeah. it's bizarre, mate, when you look at right. that. I know rules as rules, right? Explain it to me. Can you can you explain it to me or not? Uh, yeah, I can. Um... The cap rule is now 20 caps. If you've got 20 caps, you can play outside of Wales and still get selected for Wales. Now, so Max Llewellyn, for instance, has gone to Gloucester, but he can still play for Wales because he's not been capped. Joe Hawkins was capped last year. And as the rules stand now, he cannot play for Wales unless he's got 20 caps, unless he signed the contract before, I think the rules were stated, but he's got to prove that to PRB. And... Apparently he hasn't. Now the issue in the moment in Welsh rugby is that we can't offer competitive wages anymore. So we've pressed yeah. the reset button. So he's looking at what he can make at the Ospreys, what he can make at Exeter, where he's going to be best developed. Is it going to be at a club like the Ospreys who yeah. have to start really from zero again because of wage cuts, um, funding, players leaving, or is he going to make... Um, is he going to develop better Exeter? And 
you probably think Exeter at the moment with everything going on with Welsh rugby, but he's run the risk of potentially not being able to select to play for Wales, which yeah. is now happening. So brutal. I think I think he's been advised poorly by by whoever advised him. Um, I think that maybe he thought someone thought that the cap rule is going to be abolished totally and that it would be an open market for everyone, but it hasn't. It's, it's decreased from 60 to 20. So it, it doesn't look like he's going to get a chance to play for Wales when he probably would have been in the 23, whether starting bench, whether 10, whether yeah. 12. Useful guy. Useful guy. Who's his agent? I'm not, I'm not saying it's Don't his know, agent's mate. fault at all because I regularly did things my agent told me not to do contractually and that sort of stuff and made decisions on my own so it's not you don't know yeah just wonder but there's there's definitely been a breakdown in communication from somewhere or bad information fed through to the agent that was fed on to joe hawkins yeah. and now he, he's stuck now where i die <sighs> rules are the rules that's the that is the problem you know you can't make brutal. an exception because of brutal because of that so i think i mean rob baxter was saying as well in the interview that he thinks he will be okay for Wales but they have to prove that the contract was signed before um, a certain time I can't remember I can't remember what it is but look I got a mate that can get you fake documents mm. anything except the passport he yeah. can get you driving he, license no, he's, disabled he's, badges that's what it is that's, he's got to have, he's got to have proof that he signed the contract before he got capped I think that way he's eligible to play for Wales still. So he signed for the Ospreys before he got capped. Signed um, for Exeter before he got yeah, capped. Sorry, yeah, sorry, signed for Exeter. Before. But yeah, so that Ooh. Thomas Young, who had a fantastic start to the season, end to the season, he was injured sort of in between, was phenomenal in the last game against the Ospreys. That's the only not in way you could um, describe it. Yeah, not in. There's loads of sevens that are in. He's not. Jim Botham, another one, um, who's not in. Because Jim plays six and seven. Mm. Uh, Morgan Morris, one of the best yeah. carriers the Ospreys have got, isn't in. And basically everyone else is in. I'd have thought Morgan Morris's carrying would have got him in. Yep. Just because Wales, whenever I watch Wales, I, well, not whenever, I often think they need that. Mm. Ross Moriarty has um, withdrawn himself for personal reasons. From it. Oh, really? Maybe that was something he decided would breathe when they signed. Maybe that was one of the reasons why, sort of, well, they, they took him towards the end of last season, with a couple of games left. Yeah. Maybe he agreed that with them to say, yeah, I'll take this amount of money, but I won't, um, I'll retire from Wales, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm, that's the only reason I can think of, really, possibly, but... There might be other reasons, personal reasons. I don't know. Crikey. Um, so, yeah, that that's it, really. No other big surprises. Um, it's, not, it's a squad of like 50-odd, so you're going to get loads of boys in there. But, yeah. Henry Thomas is... Yep. He's Yeah, he's an interesting one because I'm Welsh just going to say it. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. I'd start him for Wales. Hmm. I'd, I'd, he'd be first choice for me. Is that very, is that why point. is this why the ruling was put in place though, for this? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But what, whatever the rulings are, 
there's going to be anomalies, there's going to be little mini injustices, there's mm. going to be, you know, unless Loopholes. you start saying, right, it's where you were born only. What if you were born in Surrey and moved to Wales oh, when you were three days old? You can't play for what, you, you know, whatever the ru- rulings are, there are ways around it and people are going to do things that other people find odd and whatever. Mm. There's always, or, that's always going to be the way. still think um, you should pick a country and stick with it. Yeah, but... I'm old-fashioned, though. But then you've got stuff like... Then you've got stuff like the Charles Piertow stuff going to play for Tonga, and it's like, you know, it, it's great to be able to see those guys that originally chose the All Blacks who haven't been picked for years being able to go back and play for... Yeah, but why do they pick the All Blacks in the first place? Well, all sorts of reasons. I mean, yeah. there are obvious reasons to us, but also they they might, you know... yeah. But then um, I just think you pick a you pick a nation to play for. I just think that is it, really. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm unlikely to get called into any other squads now. Um, Georgian, but I can't Georgian. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that. But equally, I do. The guys that do it, I sort of wish them all the best, really, because mm. the rules are what they are. You might as well use them and exploit but, uh, yeah, them. Yeah, I get like I get Hadley Parks, Gareth Anscombe, these types of players that have come over they've not played for um senior rugby for their country so they sort of adopted wales but i just feel that imagine if xavier russia qualified mm. he'd have got a shed load of welsh caps sam lousy and fafita mm. we'd take them right now for wales in the second row yep 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 so i don't know um, Anyhow, uh, Bradley Roberts isn't selected either, which was yep. a bit of a shock because a shock actually. I always think he's pretty decent. I do as well. Um, yeah, I do as well actually. Um, I well, so I'm going to say I was at Farnham Rugby Club the other day. Johnny Wilkinson's old club, mm-hmm. the road it's on, was renamed Wilkinson Way. Mm. How good's that? It's not lovely, that. Mad, isn't it? Mm. There's a Triscothic close or something Triscothic Road down here somewhere down the road named after Marcus Triscothic nice yeah um, I haven't got any more actually now you mention it mm. you didn't mention it did you the Flatman Stye <laughs> <laughs> Flatman Morgue Um, I've had quite a few messages from different people about your foot tickling joke last week, which oh. was completely inappropriate. Yeah, I've not got one this week. I'm not in the mood. No, my mate Martin Arnold sent me one back. He said, it's like when I tell this joke, and I he goes, do that. On, if, I was thinking, if I did that on the pod, I think I would actually be shot. I'm not doing that. He knows, you know, it's inappropriate. I just hope... But my, well done. I just, I just hope my sisters weren't listening. Yeah, it's the sister bit that threw me. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd have said, you know... By the way, my wife's pregnant. She told me off for this. But it's the sister. I st- oh, speaking of your sister, mm-hmm. came out of the supermarket yesterday and I was about to pull off at the lights and a woman ran in front, like ran across the road. I said, go on then. He just, you know, like to Freya, I was like, go on then. She's flat out. Like, she's moving real quick. And I said, bloody hell, that is Shanks' sister. Was she running or was she? Running. She no, she was running out for a jog. No, she was out for a jog. She had her running gears on and she had her headphones in and she was flat out. Bloody moving, mate. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Shifting fella. I said, thanks for the invite. Drove off. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to walk my dog now in the sunshine, all right? Yeah, well, I'm going to go and 
I don't know. Should we both just cheer up a bit for next week? <laughs> I'm going to go bully crazy car on WhatsApp now. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go and ruin some days, yeah? Yeah, nice one. All right, well done, boy. Bye. Cheers, mate. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 